How are you? Good, good. I want to uh, welcome uh, Pastor Edward and Tanisha. They were traveling through from Florida. It's so good to have you today. And uh, he's enjoying it. Amen. <laughs> I think he wanted to dance during the worship. I, I understand. I, I got my workout in during the worship. I was like, whoo, I better slow down before we got to get up there or else I'm gonna, I got to talk, you know. So anyway, good morning. Good morning. Anybody ready to receive? Yeah. Amen. Glory to God. Yes, amen. <laughs> he went, yes. All right. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians 2. We'll go there in a second. And uh, you can go ahead and turn there. But I want to read to you a card. Do you remember a few weeks ago we took up a special offering for the Pregnancy Resource Center? And um, y'all may not know this, but it was a very special offering indeed. And um, they had, I just, I want to tell you this about our offerings. Many times... You know, many times people will have programs for offerings because the reason they'll have prog programs is because it works. People will be moved by emotion. And, uh, but the Bible teaches us not to be moved under compulsion or by emotion. It teaches us to give out the love of our heart. Either you want to give or you don't, you know, and that's a decision that we have to make. And uh, so a couple of years ago, the Lord said, don't do any more programs for offerings. And I said, okay. And uh, so the Pregnancy Resource uh, has an ongoing campaign at the beginning of each year. And, and I said, Lord, let us just... Let us just take up an offering. You know, uh, I, know I, I know that they're having the campaign, but we'll just each year, we'll take up a special offering for it. And, um, and truthfully, from the moment we started doing that, what we were giving to them, like doubled, tripled, quadrupled, when we gave it just in love. It was, it was awesome instead of just doing the program. And um, so anyway, this year it was really special. It went above and beyond what I, I was believing for a certain amount. It would be supernatural, but it went above and beyond that. Well, I didn't know this, but I talked to Gina Russell at the, uh, at the Resource Center, and they do such a great work there. They are just a tremendous facility, and we love them. And we support them monthly. You know, we give to them each and every month uh, besides that offering as well. And uh, anyway... So we gave to them. I didn't know, but because of everything that's been going on, they were, they were like needing something to make up. And uh, what we gave them went above and beyond what they needed. And uh, it was right on time. And uh, she called me. She said, Pastor Brian, she said, I don't know what to say. I was like, God is good. You know, God is so faithful. And so she wrote this card, and it's to us, and I wanted to read it to you. So uh, Pastor Brian and Nicole and Church family, wow, I was completely speechless when I opened the mail that had your love offering in it. Sometimes there aren't adequate words to express what we really want to say. Thank you just doesn't seem like enough. We are truly humbled and grateful for your gift to the Pregnancy Resource Center. You will never know what a great encouragement it was in the midst of our uh, baby bottle boomerang where so many churches were still not meeting and were not able to get the bottles. God is faithful to meet every need and he, uh, he uses special people like you. 
And uh, thank you in Christ, Gina Russell. And so uh, the, the card says, just wanted to make sure you knew how appreciated you are, not only for all you do, but for who you are, a reflection of, and she underlined this, the one you serve. And so Boomerang, the one you serve was represented in that offering. And what a, what a blessing. You know, it's good to know that, hey, what we gave to and so to is so awesome. So another thing that's interesting is uh, she told me, she said there was somebody there that was looking at the finances and they were going, I just don't know how this is all going to work. And, and, and Gina kept saying, uh, if I got this right, she kept saying, it'll work out. God, you know, it'll, it'll be okay. And she said, when you don't realize, but uh, our love offering to them helped that helped her show exactly that God is faithful. Amen. Glory to God. First uh, Corinthians 10, 13. Will you put that up? First Corinthians 10, 13. You see that no matter what you face or where you find yourself, God is faithful. The most important thing in this verse is that God is faithful. It says, no temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. In other words, you won't find yourself in a situation that you're tempted to drop faith. You will never find yourself in a situation that you, a man and God, can't handle. And then he goes on to say, and God is faithful. It may feel like it, it may look like it, but God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. So if you find yourself in a situation needing to put faith on, God's already said you can make it through or you wouldn't even be here because I'm not going to let you get in this situation unless you and me are able to get, to get it together, right? He says, but I'm, he, he says, I'm faithful. I'm faithful. Glory to God. And then he says, but with the temptation, I'll provide the way of escape also so that you will be able to endure it. You will be able to endure it. Amen. How many people know that God is faithful, right? How many people know I'll be able to endure whatever the devil tries to throw at me? See, when that gets on the inside of you, something changes. When that gets on the inside of you, something changes, you know. And there's moments over the last few weeks, I know many people, they've just been attacked in their body and, and, and had some sinuses and sickness, different thing. COVID's still around. Did y'all know there was this thing called COVID around? Have y'all heard about that? I, I don't know, some, some little attack the devil's trying to make up. But uh, anyway, there's one of the things that you see is that we are able because God is faithful. Say that with me. We are able because God is faithful. And even when the devil throws an attack against us, when you get that inside of you, all of a sudden everything settles down. Everything settles down. And we're able to find that place of rest. We're able to find that place where God is strengthening us. These things are not theories. They're not dreams. They're not fantasies. They're a blessing. Hey, buddy, you want to come preach? Come on. Come on with me. That's what I thought. He grabbed me. I was like, what was that? So God is able. 
And uh, that's a little bit what we're talking about today. You know, it's interesting. I, all week, I wasn't sure what we were talking about. And I told Nicole last night, I said, it must be going to be good tomorrow because I have no idea what I'm preaching. And uh, generally, when I don't know that, it's right on time. And while we are in prayer this morning, we invite you to corporate prayer every Sunday morning. That's where the devil really gets beat down. It's in that prayer time. There's something powerful released in prayer. But every Sunday morning at 8.15 to 9.15, and this morning as I was there, the Lord kept leading me to a verse. And when he, when he led me to that verse, I knew that was the message for today. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians 2. And verse 12 through 14. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 12 through 14. It says, Now we have received not a spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. Now, we've not received a spirit of the world. We've not received the spirit of the world. I want you to see this, that anything of the world, of the corrupted world, that's trying to get access to your life is not from God. Anything of the world that's trying to gain access into your thoughts, into your life, into your time, into your finances... It's not from God. We've not received a spirit of the world. We've not received a spirit that's drawing us away from God. But we've received the Holy Spirit. We've received a spirit who is from God. So that we may know the things freely given to us by God. So one of the things that we see is a spirit from God will show us what we have in God. A spirit from God will show us what we have in God. But a spirit from the world will steal from us what we have in God. Can you see that? In other words, the spirit of the world is doing the opposite of what the spirit uh, from God does. The spirit from God lets us know what's from the Lord. So when we get into a mindset that is in the majority of people in the world because it's coming from a corrupted world system... We may not have known it until today, but that thing is like a vacuum sucking away our inheritance. Sucking away the power that, that will set us free. And so when we start to you know, operate in things and thinking of the world, it literally draws us away from the great and mighty inheritance that we have in Christ. Because how many people know we have a great and mighty inheritance in Christ? Glory to God. We have an inheritance. And on what level is that inheritance? In Ephesians chapter 1, it shows us that our inheritance is on the same level that raised Jesus from the dead. I'm talking about a supernatural heavenly power that's deposited inside each one of us, an anointing, and the Spirit of God is trying to show us more and more of that. You see that in Ephesians 1 where Paul's praying by the Holy Ghost and, and speaking and penning that letter to the church at, at Ephesus by the Holy Spirit saying, I pray that your eyes might be enlightened 
that you might know the fullness, the surpassing greatness, right? That we might know how big this inheritance is. What's this power that's inside of us? What's this anointing that's on the inside? If you know Jesus, you have a power on the inside of you. You have an anointing. Well, I'm not a pastor. You know Jesus. You're his child. You're his child. You don't have to be five-fold ministry to have the power of God. And watch this. The Holy Spirit is trying to enlighten us and show us that. And if the Holy Spirit gets us to that place, we will know we have an inheritance. And what happens when we know we have an inheritance? We'll go after it. You know, it's like, hey, your inheritance right there. It's been released. And it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to go get it. Well, that's, that's mine, you know. That's mine. Okay, I'm going to go get it. You know, that blessing's been released. I'm going to go get it. Amen. But if, that, if, that, if we don't know that it's there, then the devil will steal it. Amen. And we've done this before, but there's a difference between a blessing commanded and a blessing released. I, I see running shoes. I hadn't released it yet, but they're ready. A blessing released has to be taken. A blessing release has to be taken, but a blessing commanded, you can't stop it. In unity, God commands the blessing. Man, they're ready all over. I can see it in their eyes. People kicking off their shoes. Well, that's fine. Let's, let's up the ante then. Good. <laughs> While we're, while we're getting there, a blessing commanded, you can't stop. But a blessing released has to be taken. You, see what you like that one better? A blessing commanded from God, you can't stop. But a blessing received, a blessing released, you have to take it. All right. All right, this blessing's released. <laughs> Doggone, somebody lost an earring. <laughs> that may have been my funnest thing of a pastor yet. <laughs> a blessing released. Who got it? William, good job, good job. Amen. It was a decent blessing. Amen. Good. Amen. A blessing really. See, and so the Lord's released a blessing. The Lord's released an inheritance. The Lord's released that, right? But the issue is, if we don't know that it's released, will we go after it? Will we believe God for it? No, we don't even know it's there. So the Holy Spirit is trying to let us know what's there. And until we know that it's there, until we know that it's there, then we won't apply faith for it. Until we know that it's there, we won't walk in it. And so the Spirit of God is trying to get us to know what's really ours. And I'll tell you this, there's not a person in here, including me, that knows the fullness of what God has released. No, we're just now figuring out more. Yeah, we know more than we've ever known before. But do we know how deep God is? 
Do we know how big he is? Do we know how good his love is? Do we know how great and mighty he really is? We have our ideas, but even our ideas were based off of this world that we're thinking so laterally. It's so, and and we, when you start to look at the glory, you know, I've told you about how many, how many planets and galaxies. There's billions of galaxies. Do you understand? We can only see as far as our greatest telescope goes, and the biggest telescope is not seen beyond what we can see. There's still more. It's still more out there, and God created it all. I love one of my favorite verses is in Genesis, and he created the stars also. <laughs> Billions, stars, B, suns across the universe instantly. Do we know how big he is? And see, all of a sudden, he look, we look at our mountain, and it looks big to us because we're looking at it like this. But God, in his greatness, looked down. He's like, that's nothing. He's like, what mountain? And so the spirit of God is trying to open our eyes and show us what's our inheritance. Yeah. Now watch this. But the spirit of the world is trying to steal that from us. Yeah. The spirit of the world is trying to get you to see the corruption, see the problem, keep you away from seeing what's released. But just like that blessing released, you start to see that as soon as that blessing is released and people know, I mean, y'all know what's going on now, you know the drill. The first few years I did that, everybody was like, oh, what do you do? And then they'd click. Oh, I got to go out and get that thing, right? And that's good. You got that blessing, you got that blessing released. But see, that's the way it is with God. We got a whole list of promises that God has released to us. An inheritance on what level? The same level that raised Jesus from the dead. The same level that raised Jesus from the dead. All right, there's something on the inside of us that's hard for us even to explain with our words. The Holy Spirit wants to show us, but the spirit of the world wants to steal it from us so that we won't have that, all right? Now let's look here. He says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God. Not, not that we're paying for, the things that he's already given to us. He said they're yours. Which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. What does that mean? That means that when you hear preaching by the anointing of God, one day, one word received on one day of preaching can change your life forever. And I hope that, that day for you is today. One word received on one day of preaching can change your life forever. And I hope that that day for you is today. Why? Because in that one word preached, it might not even make sense to a worldly spirit or a spirit of the world mentality. But to somebody who's operating in faith, somebody who sees the bigness of God and the goodness of God, they'll say, you know what, God's got a promise for me. And all of a sudden, it may not even sound like it makes sense to a worldly person, but to a spiritual person, they'll say, oh, I got it. I caught that. I got that promise on the inside of me. Now watch this. 
He says he combines by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts and spiritual words. Verse 14, but a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. They are spiritually discerned. So a natural man, a worldly man, a fleshly man can't receive these things. A, a worldly man with a worldly mind can't receive these. No, he's got to be operating by the Spirit sent from God, not the Spirit of the world. So the Spirit of the world's trying to get access to you to keep you out of what God has for you. That's why he'll bring frustrations. That's why he'll pile on problems. That's why he'll pile on sickness. And, and then at the same time while you're feeling sick and down and, and wanting to pity yourself, sometimes even, and all of a sudden you get a phone call about something horrible or whatever. You know, he tries to pile on. What's he trying to do? He's trying to bring in thoughts of a fearful world to put pressure on you to the place where you, you make a wrong decision. And you don't move by the Spirit of God. You move by the Spirit of the world to get you out of your inheritance, to get you away from that. And so our job is to say, I receive the Spirit of God. I don't receive this Spirit of the world or a spirit of fear. I want you to see this. Let's go to Romans 8. And this is the verse... Along in here will be the verse that the Lord gave me. Romans chapter 8. Absolutely one of my favorite. Let's start in verse 9 through 18. It says, Romans 8, 9, However, you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. You're not in the flesh. If you're born again, how many people... You, you, you believe that you're born again, you're going to heaven, you receive Jesus as your Lord, then this word is for you. You are not in the flesh, but you are in the Spirit. What does that mean? That means I have access to the Spirit sent from God, not access to the Spirit of the world. Now, the Spirit of the world's going to try. Just because you're born again, does that mean the Spirit of the world's not going to try? Oh, no, it's going to try. It's going to try. But that's not where you're born from. So you have to look at your real nature. This week during the Lunch Plus, during the broadcast we do each day, uh, we did identity theft mentality. I'm going to tell you what. The anointing of God came in there. Literally, I, I wasn't feeling well uh, that day, but I came in to do it anyway. While I was speaking that, the anointing hit me and literally healed me within like the first 10 minutes of it. it was like, I was like, glory to God, I felt it. And uh, uh, Kevin said, that was the anointing. I was like, I know, I feel better. <laughs> it was the anointing of the Lord came in. If, if you didn't get to hear that, you need to hear that message because here's the issue. The devil keeps trying to tell you who you are in the world, not who you are in the spirit. He keeps trying to get you to look at this flesh man in the mirror instead of the renewed man on the inside, the inner man on the inside. He's trying to get you to constantly listen to the spirit of the world, not the spirit of God. Because the inner man, the spirit of man, when they're born again, is connected to the spirit of God. 
And so the devil constantly is trying to steal our identity by having you look at the flesh man and who you were and the stuff that you've done and the temptations the devil and the flesh is still throwing at you right now. And if he can get you to identify there, he can steal the identity that you are the righteousness of God in Christ, the real you, made in the image of God. And if we'll get more mindful of that old man than we get of the new man created in the image and likeness of God, filled with his goodness, a carrier of his glory. Not just preachers, every believer, every believer. Has anybody received that for yourself today? Amen. Glory to God. He says, however, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, but if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. If Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the Spirit is alive because of righteousness. Now what does that mean? That means that although we're born again, our flesh man is going to keep trying to talk to us. It's going to keep trying to push some stuff on us, push thoughts on us we shouldn't think. You know, tell us stuff about people we shouldn't, we shouldn't be thinking. We should be believing the best. That's what love does. It's going to keep telling you that you can't make it, that you're nothing. That's what the nature of this flesh is because the nature of this flesh had sin in it. But the real you, if you're born again, and if you're not born again, you can. And everything changes on the inside. And when everything changes on the inside, you have a new identity. And you are in Christ, and that spirit is talking. That doesn't mean that the flesh is not going to try. It's going to. It's going to. Anybody, once you got born again, the flesh still tried to tell you some other stuff besides me? <laughs> Anybody have it happen over 10 times? <laughs> over, over 100, 1,000, 10,000? Yeah, the flesh is going to be the flesh. We're, we're kidding ourselves if we think anything else. The flesh is going to be the flesh. It's going to try and get us off. Why? Because because of sin, it's dead. It's got the spirit of the world in it. Watch this. However, you're not in the flesh, but you're in the spirit. Verse 10, if Christ is in you, Though the body is dead because of sin, yet the spirit is alive because of righteousness. Say it with me. Say, I'm alive, I'm alive. Because, of the of because of the righteousness of Christ. Now, can anybody change that? Can the devil change that? No. All he can do is get you to focus on the death of the flesh, the spirit of the world. But the spirit of God wants to show you who you are. The Spirit of God wants to open it up to you. Man, there's an anointing flowing right now. And just, you know, just say, Holy Ghost, I just receive what you have for me today. I need it. <laughs> I, and I'm taking it. I'm not letting that blessing sit on the ground. I'm receiving it. Because even as I preach these words, even though your mind might not catch up with all of it, your spirit man can. Your spirit man can. He says in verse 11, But if the spirit who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, to who does that apply? 
Who, who has the Holy Ghost that raised Jesus from the dead inside of you? Man, it's got to get personal. Yeah, we do. Believers, we do. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. In other words, he'll give you an empowerment beyond the death of the flesh, beyond the sin of the flesh, beyond the sickness of the flesh. It's not talking about a, a super spiritual body. No, it's talking about this flesh man. He will give life to you. This is a Zoe life, an overflowing life that answers all problems. He will give life. That spirit that raised Jesus from the dead with resurrection power that we celebrated last week, that spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, he lives in us and he will give us life Amen. that will live on top, the head not the tail, above and not beneath. Amen. The lender, not the bar. The healed, not the chronically sick. Right? He'll give life to us. Verse 12. So then, brethren, we are under obligation. Say that word with me. Obligation. obligation. This means we have a debt to pay. We have a debt. Now, I'm not big on debt, but there's some debts to the Lord that are good. And this is the Holy Ghost telling you and me as believers, we have an obligation do you understand that just because God says you have an obligation doesn't mean that everybody actually does that? But we need to. We have an obligation not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. Well, that, that, I don't want to die. Anybody with me? I don't want to die. Just You can say it right now. I don't want to die. All right, then we have an obligation. We can't live that way then. If you don't want to die, you can't live that way. Now look here. It says, For if you're living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the Spirit, living by the Spirit, you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. You will live. Now I love this verse because a lot of times what happens is people come into the body of Christ and then they, they're trying to live for the Lord. But sure enough, the devil comes, he attacks, he tries to get after them. And uh, before they know it, a Abigail was telling a testimony earlier this week how you know she was just under attack because these temptations kept coming to her to do the wrong things, to think the wrong things. And, and uh, she said, but I realized because she heard me talking, Nicole and I talked to her, that just because a temptation comes doesn't make you bad. It's what you do with that temptation. But she was under some condemnation for those temptations. You know, Brother Hagin used to say, the birds of the air can fly over your head, uh, but you don't have to let, let them make a nest in your hair, right? And that's the way temptations are. The devil's going to throw temptations. The, the spirit of the world through our flesh and through other people is going to try and talk to us, try to get us off, try to get us to take a bite out of death. But if we're living by the spirit of God, then we are empowered to put to death the deeds of the flesh. 
And so here's the question. Are you on the road pointed towards God and actively changing the deeds of the flesh, putting to death and getting death behind you. I'm growing. I'm I'm becoming, walking in more holiness, more and more. I'm hungry for the things of the Lord. I humble myself to the Lord. I'm becoming more on fire, more and more. And, And granted, it might not be as fast as I've wanted to before, but I'm on the road. Amen? If you're on the road, and now let this be a marker, because a lot of people think because they go to church, they got born again, okay, I'm done, I'm going to heaven, check my ticket stamp. No, the Bible tells us a lot more than that. We have an obligation, we have a debt to keep putting to death the deeds of the flesh, which means I'm advancing towards holiness. I'm advancing in my righteousness. I'm, I'm increasing away from the, the thoughts and the spirit of the world. I'm increasing away from the sins of the flesh. I'm putting to death the deeds of the flesh. I'm growing in these things. We have an obligation. Say that again, an obligation. obligation. All right. Verse 14, for all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. These are the sons of God, the children of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba. Father, this is the verse that came up to me this morning. I was talking to um, Brother Tracy last night, and one of the things the past three weeks he's been talking about having a sound mind and, and the importance of have, not being in our soul, the mind, will, and emotions. He's been preaching on that the last three weeks. And actually, if you go back and look at all of this year, in the Lunch Plus, you know, that we do, it's all talking about getting out of your fleshly mind and getting into the mind of Christ. Seeing things from the Spirit of God's perspective, not from the worldly perspective. The whole year has been talking about that. Why? Where's the battlefield? In the mind. In the mind. The Bible makes it clear. That's why we are commanded to take every thought captive. I... This morning as this verse came to me, I heard what the Lord... The Lord wants us to break the slavery cycle. And I want you to put this verse back up again. And I want you to see, for he has not given us... We have not received a spirit of slavery. A spirit of slavery. I'm going to explain this in a second. You're going to be like, oh my goodness. I've I've seen this. I've, I've lived this. He's not, we have not received a spirit of slavery, listen, leading to fear again. No, but what have we received? A spirit of adoption. As sons, as children, which cry out, Abba, Father. In other words, that's like saying, Daddy. It's it's, Abba, it's like, Daddy, Father. Daddy, not only a father, but like that personal, you know, a dad that'll grab a hold of you and, and tickle you and, and like that, that intimate. Not only do I have a father, you know, one, one time, you know, 
my, my own dad, one time I needed, I was a young kid, I was in middle school, some of you have heard the story, and uh, we were at the bus stop, and for some reasons of our own doing, but we hadn't done anything wrong, but somebody thought we did. This young man, probably about 18 or 19 in his sports car, he whips into the parking lot near our bus stop, and he's coming up there, and we're like 12, and me and my buddy is like 12, and pushing us around and he wants to he wants to whip our tails right and uh and we thought he was going to do it and uh i was about 200 yards from my house and around the building so there was no reason there was no reason for anybody to save us and about that moment here's this guy pushing us around and you know he's a big tall lanky guy you know 18 or 19 and about right at that moment it's never happened before. It never happened since. Right at that moment, my dad comes walking around the front of the building. And I was like, oh, Jesus, you're alive. You know? and, and what I needed in that moment was a father, right? I needed a father. And uh, he, he didn't get in a fight with the guy, but he, but he let the guy know. I would stop if I were you. And uh, he was a little bit more stronger than that. And that's what I wanted right then. I wanted a strong father. I needed a father in that moment. I needed a protector. I needed somebody who was there. But you know what? When I get home that night, I also needed a dad that would grab me and tickle me and have fun with me and laugh and show me that love. I needed both of that. This is the adoption that we have. A father and a dad. This is the adoption that we have. A father and a dad. We have it right now. We have it. You see, and in that moment, I want you to understand, when that young man came up and he was trying to whip us, and uh, I thought he was going to do it. And, uh, man, I was, I was scared. It reminds me of this verse. Because in that moment, you know, I, I, I had no reason to fear before that moment, but all of a sudden a situation came up. And instantly, I was in fear. But praise the Lord, I have a dad that listens to the Holy Ghost. And right at the moment when I needed a father, father was there. And it's happened like that so many times. It may, now, for a second, I want you to understand, for a second, it looked like little Brian was going to have his tail you know, beat. You know? And I was fearful. But did I have a reason to be? See, I didn't know that my dad was on the way, but he was. I didn't know he was just around the corner. But I can tell you, before he came around the corner, I was given to the slavery of fear for a moment because I thought I was going to get beat. I was given to that slavery. But as soon as he walked around the corner, boom, and I saw my dad, the relief came all over me because I knew I was going to be okay. I was like, I, I don't know what's going about to happen, but it's better now than it was a couple of seconds ago. And all of a sudden, I had a relief. I didn't have to go back into the slavery of fear. Now, I didn't know that at that time. I didn't know what I'm preaching to you today. But I can tell you today, one of the things that the Lord has led Nicole and I is that we've got to get to the place where we stop going back to fear. Fear is a slave. 
And it can be the fear of all kinds of things. It can be the fear of, of not, not having enough money. It can be uh, the fear of, of not having enough time. It can be a fear of dying. It can be a, a, a fear of, of not having your health, a bad doctor's report. It can be a fear in so many different areas. It can be just the pressure, watch this, the pressure of the spirit of the world trying to hide your inheritance as a son or daughter of God. And it's designed to steal the revelation that God's your father and your dad. Because when you get a revelation that no matter what it looks like or what it feels like, oh, my father's here. My daddy's here. Oh, Lord, you'll comfort me. You know, it, it's like, it reminds me of the shepherd, the rod and the staff. The rod will beat back the wolves, and the staff will keep me out of the pit and keep me out of the trap. So I just, instead of yielding to the spirit of the world, Holy Ghost, I yield to the spirit of God that's given me an adoption to live the fullness of life. And I'm not going to keep on in this cycle. I'm going to break this cycle of slavery from fear to, to not fear, to fear to not fear, fear to not fear. And what you watch is in Christians all over. It, it's rampant in the American churches, this, this up and down and up and down and up and down. It's like we're going after God, then we're going after the world, then we're going after God, and we're going after the world. And we might not be saying that we really want the things of the world, but watch this. When our eyes are blinded to our adoption by the spirit of the world, the spirit of fear, then what we literally do is we're not necessarily going away from God, but we are yielding to the spirit of the world. And a slavery happens, and we go in this cycle of fear. This cycle of fear. And all of a sudden it's up and it's down. God says this morning, I want to break the cycle of slavery in our lives. That it'll be no longer anymore where we're under pressure to this thing and that thing. God says, I want to break that cycle to let you know who you are. By the Spirit of God, He's writing it on your hearts right now and in your minds. He's saying that you have a father. You have a dad. You have someone that you don't ever have to fear again. Yeah. Ever. 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 Completely broken the slavery. Why? Because you're adopted. You're in this family. You never have to be anywhere else again. Let me read that again. Verse 15, for you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. We've received it. Do you believe that you've received that today? Do you believe that no matter what you see or what you face or what the devil tries to pile on? Because he's going to pile on. He's going to pile on. But see, faith, like I said at the beginning of the service in Mark 11, faith believes that it has received. Lord, I believe that I have received an adoption. 
by Abba, Father. I don't have to fear because I'm yours. You got me. I'm in your hands. And Lord, I'll put faith on it. And watch this. A lot of people don't know that they have this inheritance. And so they think that they have to defend themselves. And so what happens when the spirit of the world comes and tells them bad news, adds pressure, adds sickness, all of that. They think, oh goodness, what am I going to do? And, and that's the issue. It's I'm going to do instead of Abba Father's going to do. But if when we learn that when we're squeezed, when we're put under pressure, we turn to the ways of God, we turn to God, all of a sudden when we look in the eyes of Jesus, setting our eyes on him, the beginner and the finisher of our faith, what are we going to see staring back at us? The heart of a father who's adopted us. Oh, glory to God. What's going to happen? We're going to see a strength to walk on the water, to do the supernatural. When we look at him and not the waves and the wind. See, the waves and the wind is the spirit of the world trying to get you to drag yourself back into the slavery. But when we say no, when the pressure comes on us and we set it in our mind that when that pressure comes on, we go snap and we look at the eyes of Jesus, all of a sudden we're empowered to do the supernatural as the children of God can. As the children of God can. We've got to stay with our eyes on him. Set in our eyes. He will start your faith, watch this, and he will finish it. He will finish it. This spirit of slavery has tormented people. Listen, anger when anger keeps coming and coming and coming, you realize that the anger is simply a form of fear. Fear that these things won't work out, that I won't be able to have what I need. This anger that keeps coming, these fears that keep coming, they keep cycling back. Anybody ever seen fear cycle back around even though you thought you had broke it off? Time and time and time again. Everybody's nodding. Time and time and time again. Why? Because the devil, watch, he doesn't want you to know your inheritance, he wants to keep your eyes on the spirit of the world. Because if you don't know that the blessing's released, you won't put faith on it and start a journey towards it. You'll just think, oh, this is normal. Moms will say, well, every mom, you know, just has to worry. You know that. No, I don't know that. No, I know the word says, cast your cares on the Lord. Cast your worries. Cast your anxieties. Why? Because he cares for you. Let me just say this. We are not anointed to care for ourselves. We're not anointed. Jesus carries that anointing. He's carrying that anointing. And when we point our eyes on him, we will find Abba, Father, the care of our Lord and Savior, the care of the shepherd. We will find that and we can say, spirit of slavery and fear, see ya. Never coming back. That's going to happen this morning. It's happening right now. Even these foolish words of preaching. They're hitting their home. Things are breaking. Those bondages that have been happening inside of you, they're breaking inside right now. Verse 16, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. Now, in order to hear that, how many people would just like to hear from the Holy Ghost? You're my child. How many people would love to hear that? I want, to, I want to show you something going back to the verse we read at the beginning. In order to hear that from the Holy Ghost, 
in order to hear that from the Holy Ghost, we got to stop listening to the spirit of the world. You're only going to get a true signal from one or the other. And in order to hear that from the Holy Ghost, we got, we got to stop listening to the spirit of the world. we got to say, I'm not listening to you. Pressure, I'm not listening to you. Sickness, I'm not listening to you. Bad doctor's report, I'm not listening to you. You know, creditors calling, la, 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 la. I'm not listening to you. No. Lord, you're my provider. Now, I'm, I'm going to go do what you tell me to do. I'm not just going to sit you know, on my blessed assurance at home and be like, oh, Lord, bless me. Pour out, open the windows of heaven and just, just bless me. No, no, I'm going to do what you tell me to do. I'm going to take responsibility. But I'm not listening to the spirit of the world anymore. I have promises. I have promises. I have, I'm adopted The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. Verse 17, and if children, heirs also. Heirs also. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. In other words, while you're in this earth, there'll be persecutions, there'll be suffering, but you don't have to worry about it because God will be with you in them all. In other words, right there, while I'm facing a persecution, while I'm facing a suffering, there'll be Jesus. Lo, I'm with you always. I'm adopted. I hear my Father's voice testifying right now to my spirit. Don't worry about that. It's going to be okay. I'm bringing you through. I'm bringing you through. He'll be talking to you if we're setting our eyes on him. Right there with the wind and the waves, we'll be walking on top of the storm, walking on top, going through, doing the supernatural. We've got to to hear this as a reality, not as a theory. Not as a theory. Verse 18, he says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. I'm convinced that what we're going through is so small compared to what what we have. I'm, I'm convinced what we are going through in other words, not just for this time, but even in the, in the time to come, what I'm going to receive as we go forward into eternity is so great and so mighty that I can look at this and say, this is no problem because I have a Abba, a Father, and I'm not going back into that slavery of fear again. Thank you, Lord. Let's go to 2 Timothy 1.7 as we begin to wrap up. Notice I said begin. I mean, actually I only have one more verse, so that's good, but that, that doesn't mean anything. That, that doesn't mean anything. Second Timothy 1.7. In the King James it says this, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. In the Amplified, let me read it here from the Amplified Classic. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craving, of craving and cringing and fawning fear. I want you to see this. If you have fear, 
Zero of that is from God. Zero. Zero of that fear is from God. And a lot of times, do you realize, see, a lot of times we don't apply fear at its rightful place. You know, a lot of times when we just defend ourselves, well, no, that's not what I did. I did this. A lot of times that's a fear that somebody's going to think wrong of us. And we'll try to defend. We'll try to say these things. And, and our job is not to operate in fear at all because that's not of God. He's not given us a spirit of fear. None. That's why years ago, and this has helped me so much, years ago the Lord said, learn to recognize the emotion of fear. Now, fear is a spirit. The Bible, in the verses we read, we just saw that. Fear is a spirit, but that spirit brings an emotion. And that emotion is something that we can learn to set our mind to recognize when that emotion hits. Learn to recognize the emotion of fear. Because when you start to learn the emotion of fear in your life, you'll know that's not God. That will help us see what God's in and what God's not. Learn to recognize the emotion of fear. And so when I, I've said it in my mind now for years when fear starts to click in. And uh, I had multiple things this week. This week was a challenging week. Multiple things. You know, devil trying to pile on all this kind of stuff. And what's he trying to do? He's trying to hide your eyes to what the Spirit of God is showing. Yeah. You know? it's, not just, it's not just you that might go th through some things. I've got to go through the same thing. I'm, just a, I'm a human just like you are. And I've got to put that, I've got to put those thoughts of the flesh. I've got to put that, that spirit of fear in the same place and, and work those things. The only difference is maybe I've been doing it longer for some of us. For some of us. Maybe. And, and what I've found is when I learned to recognize the emotion of fear, I went, well, that's not God. That's not God. And I knew, nope, walking away from that. I don't have to. You know, I, I remember, you know, one time looking at a car. And, and I, I liked the car. And then the salesman, the salesman said, well, you know, you, know you, you need to probably go ahead and jump on the car because we've got a bunch of people that are, that are looking at this right now. I was like, that's fear. And I walked away from the deal. Boom. Sorry, you just lost it because you tried to bring fear into my decision. I'm not moved by that. I, you know, I was done listening at that moment. I walked away from the deal, even though I liked, I liked the vehicle. No, I don't move by fear. I, you never move by fear because fear always leads you to slavery. So learn to recognize that emotion of fear. Watch this. He says, for God did not give us a spirit of fear or of timidity. No, he's called us to be bold. He's called us to be confident. See, what will hold people back from a boldness? What will hold them back from a confidence? Fear. Timidity. A spirit that's not from God. So when I see myself going, I don't know if I want to do that, generally what I'll do is I'll say, oh, that's fear? I'm doing it anyway. I'm doing it just because of that. I'm going to go do it. You know, I was talking about a year ago. You know, I had, I, had a, I don't know, whatever reason, you know, when I'd get near a high something, like my stomach would go, whoo, I'm like, whoo, Jesus. You know, have that fear of heights, you know. And so, and I'd, I'd get near a cliff or I'd look over something and be like, whoo, man. You know, we were, we were watching last week, we were watching a video of Marine Corps boot camp. And they were going through and uh, in the middle of a boot camp, you had to rappel from the tower. And I think it's 40 feet in the air. And, and I don't, 
Yeah, it's like 40 feet in there. And uh, that doesn't sound that high to you, the one up on that tower. And uh, going over it backwards, you know. And uh, one of the things that you had to do, you know, you, you'd come out to the end of the tower. Here, let me do it like this. You come out to the end of the tower, and there's a bar there, and they'd strap you up. And then, you know, when you're rappelling, the first thing you'd have to do is come up to the edge and then turn around. That, that doesn't make a lot of good sense to me. And it definitely didn't to my flesh. My flesh, was, the spirit of the world was talking to me, all right? And, and then you put your feet on that bar, and you're hooked up by the rope, and then you're not supposed to do this, because if you do this, then as you go down the tower, it'll be like scraping your nose all the way down. No, you got to lean back, right? you got to lean back like this. Well, that's not normal. <laughs> that did not feel good. And I was sitting there going, oh. <laughs> and, and you lean back. And, and you got to lean all the way, and you, gotta, you really are supposed to lean till you're about, you know, 90 degrees straight out because the pressure of the rope will hold you and hold your feet in there. And if you don't do that, like if you get scared before you get there and then you drop your feet off, then you're likely for your nose to hit that bar, break chins and everything. You really do need to lean all the way back. And so we're sitting there, and, and uh, I'm all roped up and everything, and I, I lean back. And uh, I'm going to tell you, I learned something that day because I definitely felt the fear of it. And all of a sudden, you go back, and I'm rappelling down. I'm going to tell you, though, when my feet hit the ground, it was like one of the, not just because I was done with the heights, but I had such an elation. Like, that was fun. It was a rush. It was cool. And you're not supposed to show emotion in Marine Corps boot camp. And uh, you learn how to hide it really, really deep. And all of a sudden, you know, I got down to the, and I couldn't help myself. It must have been showing on my face. And it was the one moment I never saw any mercy except for this moment in boot camp. And my senior drill instructor was sitting there. He's the one that's kind of like father, right? He's, he, the other ones, they're just mean older brothers, you know, really, really mean. But he's kind of like father. He was the one standing down there. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for having him. I've never thanked you for that, but I thank you right now because I've never thought about it till right now. Had the other ones been down there, I'd have been in trouble. But they weren't. Father was there. And he saw the joy on my face. And I was not trying to show it, obviously. Like, you don't do that. But it must have been beaming through because it was overwhelming. And, and he said, did you enjoy that right? And I was like, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> he said, would you like to go again? Sir, this recruit would like to go again, sir. He says, go I was like, sir, yes, sir. And I go back up the tower and I do it again. It was awesome and everything. But here's what I found out, that when you, when you overcome your fears, when you overcome your fears, oh, man, it's exhilarating. There's something. You break out of a slavery, it's exhilarating. It's exhilarating. There's something that happens to you. You want to break out of another one. You want to break out of another one and another one. And all of a sudden, that, what is happening to you? There's a spirit of God, the adoption as children that comes in the, inside of you. And all of a sudden, you're like, I was meant for freedom. Yeah. I was meant for it. Amen. I was meant for it. Something happened that day. Something 
Something happened. You know, and, and that fear, it's not that that fear was gone forever of heights. No, it tried to come back. As a matter of fact, uh, a few years ago, we went to the zoo down in Columbia, South Carolina, and they have a tower there that's like three or four stories high, and it's just like ropes and I-beams, and you strap up into a harness. You're all safe and everything, but you're up in the air, and there's nothing really underneath you. And, and yeah, I got a rope, but who cares, you know? And I noticed that that spirit of fear was trying to come back on me for heights, and I said, I'm going to go do this thing just because. Because I feel that emotion of fear trying to keep me off that thing. <laughs> Let's deal with it, right? Let's deal with it. All of a sudden, I went up, I got on there by the, you know, and I'm on the first level, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I feel it. I feel it. I, I, I hear that spirit of the world talking. And, but I, I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Right, Jesus? Please, please, yes, amen. All right, I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And, you know, I got to that first floor. I'm not staying at the first floor, but I felt it. Now I go up to the second story. And the second story, I'm even moving fast on the second story. Third Fourth, I'm, I'm moving. I'm, I'm running over these things. I'm gathering confidence, putting that fear down. You don't let a spirit of slavery sit. You deal with it. It's not from God. It's an enemy trying to steal from you. You're not called to that. You were designed for liberty. This is not a spirit that came from God. It's a slavery to hold us back from the boldness and the confidence that God has created you to be in. You are called to be strong, mighty lions of the lion of the tribe of Judah with a roar of boldness and confidence on you. You're not called to be held back, but to break out of every bondage by the power of the Holy Ghost and the love of Abba Father. The love of Abba Father. He's given us a power and a love and a sound and disciplined mind. And watch this. The power of God is there for us to have a sound mind and a disciplined mind, not up and down, not up and down, not back and forth. No, a steady incline and a steady increase. Not that's on again, off again, on again, off again. Under pressure, not under pressure. We're not called to live that life. I'm preaching this today so that you'll know that cycle of the fear, that slavery fear that's been running on in our lives is coming to an end today. Do I have anybody that receives it? Shout amen. I'm receiving an end to the cycle of slavery of fear. I have a sound and disciplined mind. It's disciplined. It's discipled. It's put in place. It doesn't mean you won't feel it. It doesn't mean you won't hear it. But I'm putting to death the deeds of the flesh because I'm listening to the spirit of my Abba Father. I'm listening to him and he will empower me. I'm setting my eyes on Jesus, the author, the beginner, and the finisher of my faith. I will start faith and I will finish it because my eyes are on him. That's where we're heading. That's where we're heading. 1 John 4, 18. There is no fear in love and God is love. God is pure, absolute love and there's no fear in him. Fear is not from God. 
Worry is not from God. Anxiety is not from God. Every time the Lord shows up, the presence was so real, what's the first thing he has his angels say? Fear not. They come and tell him, uh, the man, your daughter's dead. What does he tell him? Fear not. Only believe. Say it with me right now. I will fear not. I will only believe. I will fear not. I will only believe. One more time with, with a passion. I will fear not. I will only believe. That's who you're called to be. I want you to see this last portion. There's no fear in love, but perfect love, watch this, God, perfect love cast out all fear. It casts out all fear. There's none left because fear involves punishment and the one who fears is not perfected in love. Uh-oh. The one who fears, they're not walking by God. They're not walking by love. But here's the question. How can love cast out all fear? How can love cast out all fear? Here's how it happens. Because when we stand there and we hear the wind and the waves, we see them. We hear the spirit of the world. We, we hear the talking of our flesh, the, the bad doctor's report, the, the, the creditor's calling, the I don't know how we're going to pay this bill. We hear it. We hear it. We're just not moved by it. We hear it. We hear the pressure. We hear the gossip. We hear people lying about us. We, we hear that. We're just not moved by it. <laughs> no, we're moved by the Spirit of the Lord. We hear it. It's not that it's not there. It's not that it's not facts. It's just that I got a truth that's above every fact. I got a truth that if I continue in, it sets me free because I'm not a slave to what I hear. I'm a child of God, free by His Spirit. I hear it. But all of a sudden, in the midst of hearing it, in the midst of it, I look up at my Jesus. I see a shepherd with a rod and a staff. I see the, the one who will give me hope to start a faith project right in the midst of the fear. I, I, look up to, I look up to my father and I see such a pure love that no matter whether I know he's right around the corner or not, he's with me. He's with me. He'll never leave me. He's not, he's not just my, my daddy. He's my father. He's the protector. He's with me. Everything is going to be all right. No matter how the storms may rage, I can set my eyes on Him, set my eyes on Jesus, set my eyes on the Father. Listen to the voice of the Holy Ghost talking to me about my inheritance, talking to me about who I am, talking to me about how good He is, how He'll never leave me nor forsake me, how He wants me to be the head and not the tail, how He wants me to be above and not beneath, how He'll keep me from the evil one. Though a thousand will fall at the left and ten thousand at the right, no thing will come near me, no evil will even come near my dwelling. 
With long life, he will satisfy me. He will satisfy me. I'm not leaving this world till I'm satisfied, Lord. With long life, doesn't matter the name of it. I'm redeemed from the curse. And every sickness and disease is named and unnamed is in the curse. And I'm redeemed from it. I'm protected. I'm kept. No, every fiery dart will be quenched. Everything. No, I don't have to bow to the taskmaster of fear any longer because I'm adopted. I'm in a family with a God that's so big who created the universe and beyond all that we can even see, beyond all we can ask or think. Oh, he's the creator of it all. What do I have to fear? Finishes out at the end of Romans 8. Now, knowing this love, what will separate us from it? Storm, sickness, death, separate us from that? No. No matter where I find myself, I have an Abba Father. Just stand up on your feet right now and just start to worship Him. Just start to receive from, from your Father, from your Daddy. Make it personal. Don't worry about the person to your left or to your right. Lord, right now, we just receive from you. We receive from you. We receive from you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We just receive from you right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We just receive from you. Daddy, uh, just start to worship him. Just start to receive from him. Just start to receive right now, no matter what I see, no matter what the spirit of the world is trying to tell me. Oh, there's another spirit. A holy one, one sent from God, whom I have. The same one that raised Jesus from the dead. Is there something that's too hard for him? <laughs> nope. Lord, we receive from you right now. Thank you, Lord. Today's the day to break that cycle of fear, to break the cycle of slavery in ministry, in life. Now, I want to put a call out. If you know you're supposed to get prayer over this and today's your day to break free, you can come on up right now. But for those that are, that are unsure, if you've dealt with fear and you've been a slave to it, come now. God wants to set you free. It's time to be who you're called to be, to not be held back any longer. It's time to be who you've called, been called to be to not be held back any longer. Lord, we won't be slaves to the spirit of the world anymore. We won't be slaves to that spirit anymore. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. If you just said, you know... Yeah, the Holy Spirit's moving already. If you know, maybe you're like me. You didn't fear too many things. But what you ended up doing is you just had like one foot in the world and one foot in God. And, and my fear, my fear was that I wasn't good enough. I didn't think I was good enough. And, and I kept finding myself... Watch this. There's a marker of that fear, of that slavery. 
I'd be hot for God, and then I'd back off. And then I'd be hot for God, and then I'd back off. I'd be hot, things would be going well, and then I'd back off. When I finally got this under control, the trajectory just kept going up. It just kept going up. And it wasn't up and down. It wasn't up and down anymore. But a marker of that fear and a marker of that slavery is that it's back and forth. It's, it's like you really want to be on fire. You want to be hot for God all the time. But sometimes it just hadn't been working that way. And, and it's like that's a marker that there's actually a slavery to fear going on. If that's you, I invite you to come up now. Don't let the devil steal the fruit that he has for you. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Now! Dedicating me. Thank you, Father. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Now, Lord, from this day forward, never again in a cycle, but a full on fire, anointed by God. A woman, I see him calling you, my anointed woman of God. That's what he's called you to be. At times in the past, it was hard for you to accept that, but it's time for you to see the adoption that he's made a reality. Thank you, Lord. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Put your hand on your belly. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Help. Help, help in Jesus' name. No, you don't have anything to fear. No, you have a daddy. <laughs> you have a daddy. Oh, glory to God. You have a daddy. Thank you, Father. Ho, 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 Rekinakos. Hanamoso. Ho, you got a daddy. You got a father. Ho, ho, the world may have looked one way, but in the spirit, it's different. Oh, you're full. You're whole. You're full of the Holy Ghost, walking in strength and power and a sound and disciplined mind in Jesus' name. Glory, God. And there'll be a peace. There'll be a peace. There'll be a peace on this child. Oh, glory. A peace like you've not seen on children before. Oh, glory. A peace. Peace be in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, every cycle be broken now to the fullness of what God has called. Oh, glory, an adopted daughter. Today is a day of change. Not by accident that y'all came today. Oh, glory, a word for you guys. A word for you. Oh, a word of going up, not going back. Hallelujah. Yeah, not going back. No more cycles. No more cycles. <laughs> Glory. No more cycles. And anointing. And anointing. No more cycles of slavery. No more fear. Oh, no more cycles. Oh, glory to God. No more. <laughs> you're anointing, Lord, and you're overflow. In the name of Jesus, peace, grace, mercy, and strength, and no more fear. No more cycles in Jesus' name. No, a strong, 
great woman of God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for it. We receive it now. No more cycles. No more. No more. No more. No more. Thank you, Lord. No. Abba, Father. Oh, not a harsh dad. Not a harsh dad. Yeah, that's it. Not a harsh one. No, a loving one. How can he command parents to not be harsh and him be one and not be sinning? No, he's not harsh. Oh, he's gentle. He's merciful. Abba, Father. That loving Father. Thank you, Lord. No, not harsh. Not harsh. Gentle, loving, merciful. Abba, Father. Abba, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, fresh anointing. Thank you, Lord. Uh, let's have Pastor Edward and his wife come right here. Thank you, Lord. Lord, right now, we just receive your anointing to be everything we've called, you've called us to be. Lord, let nothing be held back. Father, give them wisdom. Show them exactly what to do, when to do it, and let them have provision. Thank you, Father, for a right covering. Thank you, Lord, for a right covering in their lives, for the right connections to bring them from all the old cycles into the path of your glorious newness in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Yeah, every cycle. Thank you, Lord. Ho, 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 Frenica. Hey, an anointing. Ho, no more. No more. Yeah, broken out of the cycle. Yeah, we're not going that way anymore. In the name of Jesus, an anointing of your freedom. Power, love, and a sound mind. <laughs> Disciplined mind. Could, could you ever have thought you could have had it? <laughs> oh, oh, you'll laugh at what the devil tried to tell you you were all your life. But things have changed. Oh, got an announcement. Hey, there's a headline. Things have changed. <laughs> Things have changed. Hey, hell, all of the universe. Things have changed. <laughs> Things have changed. You got a new wife. She thinks differently. She's not a slave anymore. Oh, you know, look at this. What was the problem with Israel? They couldn't get into everything that God promised them. Why? Because they still had the slavery in their head. Oh, things have changed. He's a loving father, gentle, merciful. His anointing brings freedom. His anointing brings freedom. Things have changed. Yeah, they are changing today, right now. When I lay my hands on you, today is a marker. This life will never be the same. Yeah, the cycle is over. The cycle is over. Take that. Make it yours. The cycle's over. Oh, glory. I will not be a slave to fear anymore. Yeah, cycle's over. Yeah, headlines. <laughs> Things have changed. Say it with me. Headlines. <laughs> Things have changed. 
No more cycles. You receive it? Yeah, let it be right now. Flood through. Oh, things have changed. Oh, Frank Cobble. Bumble Cordiello. Lalo Kehosti. Broma Muscle. Hey, glory. Things have changed. Things have changed. Things have changed. Things have changed. Oh, I see it. Things have changed. In unity, he commands the blessing. Y'all getting ready to see blessings overflow your house like you've never seen before because y'all are hitting a place of unity you've never had before. You're about to see the blessing of God overflow you and people are going to be like, my goodness, have you heard about the Bucks? Have you heard about the Bucks? Wow, they're aptly named the Bucks because they got lots of them in Jesus' name. They're blessed. They're overflowing. Have you heard about the Bucks? Have you heard about the Bucks? Oh, blessings. Whew, overflow them, Lord. Overflow them. I declare in the name of Jesus every fear cycle. He's a loving father. You are adopted with a father and a daddy who will never leave you nor forsake you. You'll look in his eyes and see the peace and you won't think pity. You won't think fear. You won't think slavery anymore. You'll think, oh, my daddy loves me. Oh, yeah, a new day. Yeah, no more. No more. As I stepped in front of you, I heard the Lord say, this, this is a message for you. Go back, hear it again, listen to it again. There's a lot in it. It's your message. It's your message. It's a message for you today. Has he already spoken that to you? Hey, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, he's confirming it. No more cycles in Jesus' name. Some of the answers you're looking for, it was found in the message today. Receive it now. Ah, you're adopted, a loving father. No matter what the world has taught, he's different. He's better. He's better. He's better. He's better. He's gentle. He's loving. He's magnificent. Ah, he's, he is so almighty. And he loves you. He looks at you, saw all the mess ups and said, I still love him. I chose him, even though I knew he'd do all that stuff. I looked at him and I said, he is choice and precious in my eyes. Oh, you got a father. You got a dad. Now, cycles over in Jesus' name. Cycles over. Stand her back up. Cycles over and anointing all the way through in Jesus' name. Cycles are over. Things that have made you snap, say certain things you wish you could take back. It's that fear. It's a slavery of fear. You didn't even know it at the time, but you know it now. Oh, that cycle's over in Jesus' name. Oh, there'll be a gentleness. There'll be a grace on your life. There'll be a grace in your words. There'll be a grace and a freedom. That freedom is coming now. That freedom is yours now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Where the devil's trying to make you stand up for yourself to almost be prepared make a defense all of those things you'll see that that was the spirit of the world trying to get you to operate by fear sounds good to some ears but it was a, a slick deception oh but now you're walking in a protection
condition. You walk, remember Jesus on the hill. Remember, look at me for a second. You remember Jesus on the hill. They're trying to kill him. He just says, no, I'm just going to walk right through the crowd. Right? There's an anointing. There's a grace in Jesus' name. You're his child. And no matter what the devil tries to bring, you are kept from the evil one. Oh, Lord. Lord, let your anointing flow, your grace. No more cycles. No more cycles. Ah, no. He says, that's my son. That's my son. Glory to God. Uh, full and overflowing love and life in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. No more cycles. No more cycles. No more cycles. No more cycles. Yeah, cycle's over. Say it with me. The cycle is over. Now. Aha. Lord, we receive that now in Jesus' name. Just lift your hands. Now, right now, that cycle is over. No. No more on again, off again. A full on fire. A full releasing of the gifts of the Lord. No, not holding back. Not looking at your own adequacy, but the adequacy that's from the Lord. Lord, let it be now in Jesus' name. That old cycle, over, over in Jesus' name. Hold the mambo Yeah, completely over. Old cycle, go now. In Jesus' name, Sotania, say, Lord, I receive it. I receive your adoption. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Father. Yeah, no more old cycles. Nope, nope, nope. Even, even the fear is trying to come on you in the last day. Oh, no more old cycles. No, no more old cycles. It can be deceptive at times. It can try to come in different ways. Right now, in the name of Jesus, say, I receive it now. Your wholeness. You've made me able. You made me adequate. And I receive your fullness and your wholeness now. <laughs> You'll have everything you need right when you need it. <laughs> You'll have everything that you need right when you need it. Put your hand right here, right below your neck. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, mercy, in Jesus' name. Thank you for your anointing. Say, I receive it now. I receive it now. Yeah, you do. No more cycles. No more cycles. Oh, no, we're children of God. Glory to God. We're children of the Most High, of the Most High. You hear that? Of the Most High. I'm a child of the Most High. You are. Yeah. Oh, you're the child of the Most High. The Most High. Oh, no, the devil's little lies that you're not. Oh, that's just a lie. That's the spirit of the world trying to steal from you the revelation of the Spirit of God. You are a child of the Most High. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, a child of the Most High. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ooh. If anybody else wants prayer today, you might even be thinking, well, I don't know that I got cycles in my life, but 
it looks good what's going on up there, so I might, you know, have a drink. Well, just come on. How about you can it reminds me of the people. It's just like they went by and saw what looked like a party. They're like, that looks like fun. I'm going on up. Well, you can receive like that. Oh, freaking A. Yeah, no more cycles in Jesus' name. I come against every spirit that would try to keep him and his family in a cycle, but it's broken today. No more cycles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, no more cycles. No more cycles. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. A newfound freedom. No more cycles. No more cycles. Let me have you guys join hands. Hallelujah. Yeah. No more cycles. No more cycles. You both seen things and walked through things even before uh, you came together. But Lord, in the name of Jesus, I just, we reject and we renounce every plan that the enemy had to try and sack them and sift them. And right now, as they've joined together by faith and in you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, this, this one couple has no more cycles of the slavery of fear, all these attacks they'll be kept from. Every fiery dart will be quenched as they stand up in faith, stand up in their inheritance, and reject the spirit of the world. Lord, in the name of Jesus, let unity come to this, this couple. Let it come to their home. Let it come to their family and even their extended family. Let the commanded blessing of God be let loose in their house in their business, Lord, overflow their hands. Overflow the peace of their mind. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No more cycles. No more cycles. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I want everybody to hang around because... Right after service, I want to talk to everybody for just a second. But I want you to understand this. You don't have to walk in a cycle anymore. That cycle can be broken forever. Forever. Let me, let me pray for you guys real quick. As I turned to you, I really felt like I was supposed to pray for you and your family. And You know, the devil's tried to, he's tried to sack y'all's family. How many times? How many times? Oh, but, but that cycle's broken. Something changed when you walked in these doors. Something changed. Everything, even, even your, um, your hopes and, and your dreams, something's changed. You're seeing it differently now. Lord, we just thank you right now. Thank you. Just lift your hands. Let's just worship them for a second. Lord, right now, thank you for changing this family and changing this home. Thank you for bringing hope back. Lord, I declare in Jesus' name that cycle is broken now in Jesus' name. That cycle is broken in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The cycle's broken. Devil's tried to lie to you, tried to tell you, you know, you've got no hope, you've got no future. That's not true. That's a lie. That's the spirit of the world trying to get you to look away from your inheritance from the Father. Amen. Say, Lord, I receive 
inheritance, your inheritance. And I reject every ounce of the spirit of the world in Jesus' name. Thank you. That cycle broken today. Thank you, Father. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. Well, Barrett's going to uh, bring some announcements and dismiss, but I'd like for everybody just to stay seated for a second. Let her say what she needs to. Go ahead. Amen. So tonight we're going to be back here at 4 p.m. for our Holy Spirit service. It is 12.20, so you've got plenty of time to go get food, go get lunch, do whatever you need to do. But we're going to be back here tonight at 4. And this is a service where we just dedicate the time to the Lord. We come in early, we give it to Him, and it's going to be awesome. That's where youth is going to be tonight. Ordinarily we have youth, but youth is going to be mixed in with Holy Spirit service as well. Remember life groups this week, they're going to be great. And that's, that's pretty much the announcements. We're going to hang around here for just a minute. So give us the ability to turn off our live stream and stuff, and then pastor will come back up. Love you.